Welcome back to Love Letters and Mixtapes. I am so glad you're here. This podcast explores all the things that our younger selves needed to hear, whether that was 30 years ago, 3 years ago, or yesterday. After you listen to this episode, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite listening platform. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider sponsoring this podcast with a donation by clicking the link in my Instagram bio at Love Letters and Mixtapes or scrolling down to the notes section of this episode. Well, as you can probably tell, I am not using my normal recording setup. I am actually sitting in my backyard. It is a beautiful, warm spring day. The sky is completely bright blue. My backyard is emerald green. I almost feel like I'm back in Hawaii again. And I felt like it was the perfect place to record an episode. And I would sacrifice sound quality for (laughs) the energy that comes through in this conversation. And I have recorded episodes outside before and I absolutely love it, but I haven't done it in a while. So here goes. This week, I wanted to talk about taking up emotional space and making connections in moments of contraction. And right off the bat, that can sound like a mouthful. What does that even mean? What does it mean to take up emotional space? And what do we mean when we talk about making connections in moments of contraction? And again, what are moments of contraction? So let's just start at the very beginning. For me, I believe that taking up emotional space is something that happens when we are not actively trying to make ourselves small, make ourselves agreeable, make ourselves much easier to either deal with or ignore, (laughs) Um, when we're not trying to just make ourselves invisible. You know, to really be seen, to be known. And it doesn't mean being the center of attention. It means taking up the appropriate amount of emotional space given what we are going through. And I'm sure at some point in our lives, we've all been in a situation when we were going through something and it was very emotional and it consumed our thoughts, it consumed our feelings and it probably even impacted our functioning and behavior and we felt like we couldn't talk about it or we shouldn't talk about it with anyone. And whether we were afraid of the feedback we would get or we were afraid of being seen in our shame or insecurity or we were nervous at just about being known And having that feeling less like a connection and more like a violation. Or just being uncertain of how other people perceive us and choosing to just stay small and swallow our emotions instead of sharing them with someone we feel safe with. Now that helps us shift into the other part of what we're talking about, moments of contraction. So what does that mean? I want you to take a moment and pause and think about the last few times when you were in a situation and you felt like you were folding in or caving in on yourself, when you felt like maybe you couldn't breathe or you didn't want to be seen or heard or known and you were really struggling. Maybe physically in your body it felt like all of your muscles were contracting, it felt like you didn't feel comfortable in your body, you didn't feel comfortable where you were doing what you were doing with the people you were doing it with. 
moments of contraction and that can be anything related to things we're ashamed of, things we're insecure about, things we're worried about, moments of fear. It's all of those things when instead of expanding to the fullness of who we are as people, we really just turn into a shell of ourselves or we get really small. Now, the other part that I mentioned in the title is making connections in these moments of contraction. And why is that so important? Because it is that counterintuitive action. That thing that our brain and our body and all of our stories we tell ourselves are saying not to do. We don't want anyone to see you like this. No one would understand. It doesn't make any sense. You're being ridiculous. You're being dramatic. You're being anxious. You're being crazy. You're insecure. Any of those stories that we tell ourselves which can just eviscerate us, you know, really tear ourselves down. No one can do it quite like us. Whatever that story is for you, whatever makes you not want to be seen by another person in that precise moment when that connection would actually really help, not just you, but it would help the other person. Because in those moments of contraction, we actually get really self-conscious, right? The story is you're needy, you're like this, no one else is like this, no one else has this problem. Meanwhile, if you're a human being existing in the world, I'm sure you're just navigating the same things that everyone else is navigating at a different time. And so what happens when we make connections in these moments? When we don't want to, you know, I don't want to share the parts of myself that I find are unattractive or uncool or lacking in confidence or I deem completely unlikable. But what actually happens, not the story I'm telling myself, what happens when we connect with others in these moments, when we show up in our humanity, in our vulnerability, when we take off that mask and we're like, this is exactly who I am, how I am in this moment. And we make that space for another person. I always like to say that when we show up that way and we make space for our humanity and our vulnerability and for our imperfection, we can give that gift to the person next to us and we have no idea if they need it, you know? Maybe our insides don't match our outsides. It's something I talk about on this podcast a lot and I think a lot of people go through that. I can look really put together as I go throughout my day and no one knows what's going on inside of me and the same goes for the people I interact with. And who knows if me showing up in that honesty and saying everything's not perfect and I think that that's okay in this moment, maybe that's the exact key that someone else needs to unlock that in themselves. There's this really beautiful quote by Dr. Clarissa Pinkola Estes, and she said, one of the most calming and powerful actions you can do to intervene in a stormy world is to stand up and show your soul. Soul on deck shines like gold in dark times. The light of the soul throws sparks, can send up flares, build signal fires, causes proper matters to catch fire. To display the lantern of soul in shadowy times like these, to be fierce and to show mercy towards others, both are acts of immense bravery and greatest necessity. Struggling souls catch light from other souls who are fully lit and willing to show it. And I absolutely love her perspective on that because 
again, it's reminding us that our concept of who we are and what we're here to do and how another person needs to perceive us is so limited. Who wants to hear my story of perfection? Who wants to hear the mountaintop story? Absolutely no one. And I can tell you as someone who was in a very clinical role for many, many years, that it's never those stories of perfection that create that bond of trust and empathy. Most of the time, it's that story of the struggle or that story of humanity or that story of this is what happened to me and I'm going to show up honestly and it's okay if it happened to you too and this is a space where you can talk about it. I think about in my own life when I've been given those opportunities, almost that road that splits and walking down one road, I can continue to wear that false mask of perfection that can make me feel really good in a moment. It's almost like a hit of something, but in the long run, I don't feel known and I don't feel connected. And I think about those other opportunities down the other road where I can share a story. And, it, you know, it's not saying, oh, here, I'm a good person, trust me, because I don't think that that actually establishes trust. I do think sharing our stories in an authentic way is what builds that trust, really silently in some ways. You know, you can just feel someone's truth coming out in their stories. There's this other really beautiful quote that I heard in a 12-step meeting over a decade ago, and obviously it's anonymous, and it goes like this. I am personally convinced that the basic search of every human being from the cradle to the grave is to find at least one other human being before whom he can stand completely naked, stripped of all pretense or defense, and trust that person not to hurt him, because the other person has stripped himself naked too. And the reason why that quote has always resonated with me and it really comes up in this conversation and what we're talking about today and taking up emotional space and making connections and moments of contraction is because it's about our journey. It's not just that moment, that aha moment, that sharing, that perfect mask. It's about saying, who do I want to be in this world and how do I want to establish connection? And do I want that moment of comfort that comes with that repeated story in my head of, no, 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 I have to be perfect, I can't be seen, I can't be known? Or do I want to establish safety? And that safety and connection comes with discernment, it comes with communication, it comes with connection. And how often in our own lives have we confused the comfort of the things that we knew, the patterns we were raised with, the, the stories we were told or the stories we tell ourselves, those things that were just cyclical in our lives, how often have we confused that with safety, with growth, with evolving, with connection? I think if we really sit down and we look at that and we look at the patterns we grew up with, we can, not in a shaming way, but we can say, what do I want to change? What am I doing all the time? How am I pushing people away? How am I hiding myself from others? And how does that serve me? And how am I serving others? You know, I gave a talk a long time ago and the title of it was Burn and Serve. And what I meant by that was, you know, that's what we're here to do. We're here to transform. We're here to burn, you know, and we're here to serve. We're here to serve our community. We're here to serve the people we love, the people we don't even know. And we're here to serve ourselves and some kind of higher power, whatever that is. You know, it's not to be this concept of God that you find very limiting. It can just be that energy between people. 
I always like to say God is an experience, not a person. So maybe we're here to serve that experience and create those moments of connection. And it's a lot easier to look at someone else and say, oh, this is how you should connect. Oh, you're going through something? You should talk about it. Pointing that finger outwards. It's a much different experience and we have to anchor into our own experience and tell the truth about something and see how that feels. And that's where the learning comes. So am I saying, you know, pour your heart out to everyone you meet? Absolutely not. This is about establishing safety and boundaries is always a big part of that. But I am inviting you this week to just catch yourself in those moments when you're putting up that mask and you're trying to be perfect and say, am I pushing people away? And what would create connection in this moment in a safe way? You know, we don't have to be best friends with everyone, but in what way am I building those walls? And what can I do every day to kind of take a brick out of that wall? You don't have to tear it down all at once, but what can I do to take that brick out and allow more of that energy in? And I think when we do that and we engage in that practice regularly, not just one time when we beat ourselves up, but gently over and over and over again, we see all of those moments and all those patterns that support the story we tell ourselves that no one wants to know us, no one wants to love us. And if they really knew us, they definitely wouldn't love us and they wouldn't like us and they wouldn't want to be around us. And I know that sometimes people find that perspective shocking. You're saying, I never think that way. I think a lot of people feel that way and they feel like they can't show up and that there's parts of themselves that they have to keep hidden. Nadia Boltz-Weber gave this beautiful, powerful sermon um, years ago when she was talking about that and talking about all those things that we want to throw onto the cutting room floor, all of those moments of insecurity or when we made a mistake that we just don't want to share with anyone. We only want to show the highlight reel of our lives. Well, what would it be like if we didn't just instinctively assign a uselessness to the things we throw on the cutting room floor? What if those things were essential? What if that moment of self-consciousness was the thing that creates connection for me down the line with people who are really important in my life? What if those moments of shame create those moments of empathy when I can show up for another person? So this week, maybe think about that, maybe reflect on that and think about how am I pushing people away? And what effect is that having on my life? And is it creating that comfort and supporting that story I tell myself when I'm feeling the worst, when I am feeling contracted? And what could I do to create connection in those moments? And I do want to take a second to talk about moments of trauma. I talk about trauma on this podcast a lot because I think it's something that a lot of us experience and we are told whether verbally or energetically, that we are not supposed to talk about it. And I will tell you, from my clinical experience, from my personal experience, trauma is not just what happens to us. It is how we experience it, how we feel about it, how we think about it, the story we tell ourselves about it. And how would our experience with trauma change if we had those moments of safety and connection immediately following them. In my own personal experience, trauma 
became this thing that grew to wild proportions within me because after it happened, I felt like I couldn't tell anyone. I just didn't have the words and I didn't want anyone to know and I didn't want it to be my story and I wanted to separate myself from this thing that happened to me. And I think so many of us feel that way. And in this effort to contract and to make ourselves really small and manageable and hide this thing away, we actually prevent ourselves from that healing power of safety and connection and understanding, which eventually allows us to transform that traumatic experience. I didn't wake up one day and magically overcome my experience with trauma. Um, I've spoken on this podcast before. I, I went to therapy and I joined support groups and I did all this volunteer work. And it's not about being a good person and, oh, look at me. I did such a great job. It was about finding opportunities for connection. And of all the things that helped me, it wasn't the therapy. Yeah, the support groups were great. But it was those moments when I was volunteering with other survivors. And I wasn't trauma dumping my story on them, but I was showing up authentically with trust and empathy and listening and showing them that, yes, this is the worst moment of your life right now, but it is not the final moment. And I think that that's really important to be in those roles, to not just be in the role of the person who is processing, but also the person who can show up for others. It's that connection. Sometimes we give and sometimes we receive. And you have to check in with yourself and say, when am I ready for that? But if we don't move into those spaces of discomfort every now and then to test those waters, we'll never know. So I hope what you are getting from this episode is not just, you know, the sounds of my backyard. (laughs) I hope that you're also getting a little freedom. I hope you feel it in your chest. I hope you feel it in your stomach. I hope you feel it in your heart. I hope you feel the freedom to be seen and known and that that is essential in connection and that there is room for you. There is room for all of you and your whole experience and that there's someone out there right now who needs to hear your story told by you with all of its flaws and hiccups and moments that make you cringe. That is essential. And to close out this episode, I was thinking about connection and just (laughs) how it can be the last thing we want sometimes and how we can turn on the people who are trying to connect with us the most, those people who are trying to support us the most, know us the most, love us the most. And it can be really confusing because it can feel empowering to push them away and to make ourselves invisible and small. It can almost feel as if we are fixing the problem by making ourselves invisible. But I heard this quote many, many years ago, and it really, it just stayed with me. It was by Earl Hightower in one of his legendary talks. He was talking about his wife and how they met and the effect she had on his life and how resistant he was when they first got together because she was introducing all of this love and connection in his life and it was just the last thing he thought he needed or had room for. So here's his beautiful quote. It was a great idea at the time. It doesn't matter how it turns out. I had been dragged, kicking and screaming, into a life beyond my wildest dreams by another human being who had nothing but love for me. 
which is a terribly difficult thing for me to understand, let alone accept. Well, I hope this episode was perfectly timed for you. I hope it made you feel seen and heard and known and safe to be who you are and to share that with others. And I'm so glad I recorded this in my backyard and I hope that energy comes through because it is a beautiful day. It's basically animal kingdom in my backyard. (laughs) There's a million of them back here. And, um, you know, we're all pretty disconnected. You're tuning in from all over the world, but I always like to say that this podcast is a virtual campfire. You know, we're just sitting around and sharing about all these very common human experiences that we feel like we can't talk about. So I hope that that's what I gave you today. I hope you feel like you can talk about these things. So until next time, make sure to hit the follow button on your favorite podcast listening platform. Take a moment to rate and review this podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, consider making a monthly donation to support this podcast by clicking the link in my Instagram bio at Love Letters and Mixtapes or scrolling down to the notes section of this episode.